back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Celtics podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Patrick Lonsbury. Patrick, how are you tonight? Yeah, what's good? What's good, man? Another dub, man. I'm feeling great. 107-98 victory against the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, man, what a night. What a night. This is a great Tuesday. Oh, great win. Definitely felt like a big statement win. Uh, you know, Jalen went down with the turned ankle in the first half. Kind of the things were looking grim. Our defense was not playing very well, you know, end of the first quarter and the second quarter. Celtics came out on fire, held the Hawks to 13 points in the third quarter while scoring 31. And that really, you know, set the tone for the rest of the game. And the Celtics kind of controlled it the rest of the way through the buzzer. So this really felt like a big win. Atlanta's been playing phenomenal basketball lately. And uh, it was really good to see the Celtics, you know, come back, face a little bit of adversity, fight through that adversity, and, and you know, catch an eye. Yeah, I thought the the Celtics did a good job of really turning the leaf over, right? Like they started off the first half just giving up a lot of points, ended up giving 65 points in the first half and only giving up 33 in that second half in total. Um, great job by the defense really locking in making sure their their switches were a lot more crisp. So I noticed in the first half, felt like the switches were a little hesitant, weren't sure they were going to switch, you know. And next thing you know, the second half, they're really sharp on those switches and getting into guys' grill, getting into that shooting space, and the Hawks' shots stop falling because it's a lot harder to hit these these long-distance shots when you got a hand right in your face. 100%, Patrick. The switching in the second half was honestly phenomenal. You know, switching is something that might, you know, to the untrained eye maybe go under the radar, might not be impressive, uh, be that impressive. But the way the Celtics switch, it's so cohesive. The timing is perfect. It's really like it's baked into their DNA. And uh, that is really what enables them to be such a suffocating defensive team, like, you know, being on the same page when it comes to switching, not, you know, getting mixed up with communication. So I agree, you know, in the second half, the switching was much, much better. Um. And we can just touch on some guys who had a good game. I mean, I would say even a phenomenal game from our superstar, Jason Tatum. Uh, 33 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, shot well from deep, was moving the ball, played elite defense. Just a master class of a Jason Tatum game, honestly. I don't know what more there is to say, Pat. I know you kind of mentioned pre-pod. Like, you look up at the scoreboard. Wow, he's got 25, 5, and 5. Like, he did that, and it just seemed like it was regular for him. So I just think that goes to show, you know, the level of player Jason Tatum is truly becoming. Yeah, and I think the part about Jason Tatum's game that was so crucial and very pleasing to see tonight was how decisive he was. His decisions were very crisp. You know, he didn't force a lot when a double team came. He really found the wide-open person. He had an initiative initiated attack very early on when he did get the ball like if he wanted to get to the rim like he didn't sit there and play with his guy as much he just kind of decided to attack if he was kind of trying to settle in switch um get a little space get a jumper in he was just very precise on what he was doing you know he may not have made all of his shots but when he didn't make the shots he just looked really in flow what he wanted to do very in control hawks didn't uh do enough to really make him feel uncomfortable and for that reason he cruised the to an easy point, um, was it 33 points tonight? Yes, sir. 33 points uh, and really was really good on the playmaking side of things too. Yeah, you know, I just said he shot well from deep. 
you know, I think what you're talking about, Patrick, he kind of tricked me. You know, he shot three of ten from deep, but he was so decisive in his decision-making, and also a couple of the threes he made were really big shots. So three of ten, you know, not perfect, obviously not great, you know, but if he makes one more of those threes, 40%, you know, we're not complaining at all. But he did shoot 12 of 25, almost 50% from the field, so he shot well. And really just, I mean, like you said, he was so decisive, man, so in control. And when he plays that way, you know, he really looks like, a top 10 level player in the league, especially when he's on uh, locked in on defense, which he is pretty much every night nowadays. And Patrick, I think he's going to be making all NBA this year. I know he kind of got, kind of got snubbed off it last year. You know, in my opinion, uh, there's maybe a couple of players. I think one in particular Tatum could have made it over. And uh, I don't think that would be the case this year. I mean, he's just been phenomenal and I could give this man his flowers after every single game. Cause he is just, so he's a joy to watch. Yeah, he he really was his elite self tonight. Uh, played with a lot of like you said aggression and really got to his spots. And it was just really nerve wracking to see Jalen Brown unfortunately go down tonight because the Celtics starters without Jalen Brown this season had a negative fifteen point one net rating and an offensive rating of only ninety nine uh, in one hundred and four minutes uh, without him. But they didn't have uh, any. Any stats in regards of Derek White in place of him, which we really didn't see. So uh, just kind of a great, great job, though, the Celtics bouncing back from what could have been a really tragic night where you lose one of your stars and just everything's not clicking. That takes a lot of mental toughness from a team to lose their second-best player and be down as as much as 14 points and, and to really turn things around. Yeah, no. And listen, this is not like the team last year. This team is tough, man. This team does not fold when they face adversity. I think we've learned that over the past month or so. And like you said, it does take a lot of mental fortitude in which you you lose one of your two best players and things aren't going well. To come back and rebound the way they did just phenomenally in the second half, got to give their guys the props. And uh, as far as people who stepped up, because, you know, people have to make up for Jalen's points, I would say, you know, Derek White and Grant Williams. You know, Derek White had kind of had a call. You know, say a few lower scoring games. Tonight he was 7 of 13 with 18 points. Um, he went on that little 7 0 run, 8 0 run in the third quarter with the and one, a couple buckets. I mean, that really helped propel the Celtics ahead for good, it felt like. And uh, that was just a little bit of a taste of the Derek White. So 18 points on 13 shots, 54% shooting. Not a great shooting night from three. But Patrick, me and you have talked about this off air and probably on air at this point is that. You know, his jumper, it's a tad concerning, but uh, he just does so many other things so well. Defense, passing, attacking the rim, drawing contact, finishing through contact. They, you know, you don't really uh, you don't really get too bothered by the jumper. And then Grant Williams, 18 on 11 shots, 2 of 4 from 3, 7 rebounds. You know, I just think Grant, we talked about a pre-show, he has a lot of room to grow as a player. And I think he's showing, you know, his growth that he's already made, I still think he has another step that he can, you know, climb. Yeah, absolutely. I think Grant Williams has been a very pleasant surprise in this year's um, unfolding as the season progresses on. He's proven time after time that that three-point shot is is legit and here to stay. He's worked his butt off to become this consistent player to be really relied on in the corner for open shots. He allows the team to become spacing. I, I can't even actually imagine like what this team would be without Grant Williams improvement because 
he's one of the few people who helps space the floor out. And he hit some really crucial shots. He hit some good shots tonight as well. Helped put some nails in the coffin late. And uh, overall, man, very impressed with what Grant Williams is capable of and excited to see how much more he has left to develop. Yeah, totally. I mean, he just his consistency as a shooter is just – the importance can, cannot be, you know, overstated. I mean, two of four, he takes smart shots – He's over 40% on the year from three. He's that corner specialist. He has the corner specialist badge in 2K. I hope I know. I don't really play 2K anymore. haven't for like five years, but he better have the corner specialist badge in 2K22. That is all I know. And then also, Pat, I want to bring up, you know, guys who have been, you know, subject of our conversations a lot of times. Uh, Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard. So, Neesmith, you look at the box score. You know, you see 0 5, 0 of 2, you know, not great, right? He hasn't made a shot. I mean, I don't think he played terribly. I think, you know, he could have taken a couple better shots. Definitely missed a couple bad shots. But he was flying around, playing solid defense, grabbing. He grabbed an offensive rebound, actually a couple offensive rebounds. Um, and he was a plus 10 in 17 minutes almost. So, you know, I actually, uh, you know, of course I would like to see Aaron Smith. You know, he missed a layup. He really missed a pretty a mid-range pull-up pretty badly. But, you know... I just think it was good to see him provide value in other areas of the court because scoring is, of course, not his number one, not going to be his number one thing with like the ball in his hand. So it was good to see him flying around there playing good defense. And that man definitely earned his nickname of Crash. Yeah, his defense was something to I was impressed with a lot. Um, I thought he played really good on that end, locked some people up, and not being a liability, it, it seems like he's getting more. Whoa. Uh, my voice cracked there. It seems, <laughs> it seems like he's getting more and more comfortable with the pace of play, and he he looks less like a chicken with its head cut off more and more as he we get deeper into the season. So, just just trying to get a, a grasp at at the speed at the NBA level. Like I said, uh, if we were going to end up keeping him on his team, if he's on this roster going into next season, I think this offseason could be really big for him because I think that pace gets to a comfortability level, and then it just becomes ball at that point. And I think right now it's not just ball for him, and I think that could be a reason for some of the shooting struggles he's encountered. But uh, I'm also excited. Peyton Pritchard's getting a little bit more consistent. He came in, hit a three, uh, mix, missed the next three that he had, only finished with those three points. But he was playing good, man. Even on the defensive end, he was playing aggressive with the switches and everything. I know he got uh, called for the foul, and Emei challenged it. Uh, it was a pretty close call, man. I think he was playing really good defense. I don't know. I, I'm surprised that call didn't get overturned. Well, I'll but. say it, Patrick. That was not a foul, man. I mean, they, <laughs> robbed us, they robbed us of a terrific Peyton Pritchard's defensive possession i mean dude honestly that really turned the garden up man it was really electric in there you know after that possession even though the challenge didn't get overturned i mean the place was rocking you know because listen patrick we've talked about how much of a defensive liability that guy is and for him to give us that 10 seconds of great defense on the on the only guy who really played you know exceptionally well outside of trey i mean i don't think trey played particularly well to his centers but bogdanovich he had a terrific game, and Peyton was really making his life, you know, hell on that one possession. And uh, I think Peyton deserves some credit for that, man, because he knows, man. He knows, you know, he's not going to see the floor if he doesn't bust his ass on defense. So, or bust his butt on defense, excuse me. And, uh, you know, uh, I just think that really goes to show that, you know, Peyton is kind of earning a more consistent role almost 20 minutes tonight. And like you said, only hit the one three, but 
few assists and a couple of good defensive possessions, man. I'd like to see that from Peyton. Wasn't hemorrhaging points on defense, so I've got to give the guys props. Also, you know, I just want to shout out that there's only one player who came off the bench tonight with a, a positive plus minus, Me. and it wasn't Derek was White. It was Neesmith by a plus 10. Just just to give an idea, it was like when he was out there, the team seemed to be rolling. Uh, he was also a part of that big opening stretch and surge coming out of the halftime where the Celtics just went on a 14-0 tear of a run to tie the game up, which was just insane. The the bounce back, the poise, the efficientness of the defense, just getting on top of everybody and just really being aggressive. Just super impressive turnaround from this team. Super excited to see what uh, what is really capable of, of the Celtics, and I think they give the opportunity to shock some people. And it, w- it wouldn't shock me as much now, man. Like if it, you know, we were hoping for maybe a first round, you know, second round type appearance, and this this team's maybe looking at like Eastern Conference Finals, possibly knocking on our door. It just kind of depends on how the road um, works out in front of them. Yeah, I agree. It really depends on the road. You know what teams we have to play, what teams potentially get bounced early, but I do think this team has a higher ceiling. I'll just say they have probably a higher ceiling than I give them credit for. I mean, they really have been, you know, a terrific team. And I know a lot of the data models, you know, a lot of these computer, this, the computer science models here, like at over at five thirty-eight, they have the Celtics with the highest odds to win the finals. You know, I don't know if I can get, you know, co-sign that particularly. You know, because there's a lot of solid teams out there. You know, I think the number one team that comes to mind for me is the Suns. But I do think the Celtics probably have a higher ceiling than I, you know, initially gave them credit for. I'll admit that. And, uh, Patrick, you know, this wouldn't be one of our podcasts if we didn't talk about my guy, Marcus Smart. Okay, at the end of the game, Atlanta had, you know, a chance to maybe cut it down to eight or six with a fast break. And Smart hustles back rejects DeAndre Hunter. They bring it down. Um, next possession on defense. Smart just makes an unreal steal and save. Just just prototypical Marcus Smart there down the end, uh, those last few possessions on defense. And, yeah, he had a good game offensively too, 6-14, 16 points. You know, he didn't shoot the lights out, but he had six rebounds, four assists. I think it was just another great Smart game picking up in the absence of Jalen Brown. But those two plays, Patrick, down the stretch, I know you were lit. Yeah, Marcus Smart was really just making his typical Marcus Smart type plays, man. Just love it. Marcus Smart, man, just out here kicking some butt, just doing like the the things that don't show up in the stat sheets, the ability for him to play so aggressively, but in such a controlled way is just super impressive. Marcus Smart, I hope he ends up making an all-defensive team this year. That would be amazing for him. He definitely deserves it. This team is really anchored around him and Robert Williams, who we haven't touched as much on, but we will be doing next. Uh, but Marcus Smart, I think he was the second most important player tonight. Um, uh, and just, just being super really efficient. He really controlled the pace down. I know even Grant Williams had a quote after the game tonight. Um, let me see here. said, on Marcus Smart's block, it's not like he made the play and just took off. Like he made the play and calmed us down. So it was just one of those things where it was just great leadership, great poise from an excellent point guard. So to hear uh, Grant Williams just praise Marcus Smart like that, the type of player that his peers um, see in him as well, 
just awesome play by Marcus Smart, but also just the way that he's just been able to play recently since he's came back has just been phenomenal. Phenomenal. And uh, I do think, you know, we talked about Smart being the point guard. And, you know, I think the adjustment, he's been terrific now um, after maybe struggling a tad in the beginning of the season. And, you know, the Celtics being able to delegate the playmaking responsibility to the likes of Jason Tatum, to the likes of Derek White, Marcus Smart, playing through Al in the post. You know, I think that definitely uh, has maybe quieted the cheers for the Celtics needing Ricky Rubio type um, and all that because I really think, you know, they do have a solid amount of playmaking, you know, between I would say mostly smart white and how Jason has been able to evolve his game in that sense, I think has been terrific. And like you said, we can get to, we can get to Robert Williams team high plus 19 tonight for Robert. Williams. Time Lord. Woo. Great defensive game from him. Honestly, really ratcheted up in the second half, 13 rebounds, uh, which is a number I love to see in those double digit rebounds. Um, three of three, you know, that's kind of a classic, classic Robert Williams right there, you know, taking the easy shots, taking what comes to him, but, uh, he's been great tonight on us or, or this year, I should say, you know, I was kind of worried at the beginning of the year. We never knew if he was going to be able to play, you know, more than 40 games, more than 50 games, more than 25 minutes a night. Well, tonight he had 35 minutes and I think he's definitely quieted all those doubts about, you know, is he able to stay healthy? Is he able to be, you know, a full-time player as opposed to just a permanent guy? Uh, he's definitely quieted those doubts and just another great performance on the defensive end tonight. Yeah, Robert Williams, man, Time Lord was fantastic. His positioning and altering of shots is just really an anchor point. Like, So Marcus Smart is that perimeter guy, and Robert Williams is the interior juggernaut that you have to go through if you somehow survived and got past Marcus Smart. So it's it's just always funny because I watch this team, and I'm like, man, like I can't even imagine like being a guard. I maybe – Finally got a first step on Marcus Smart, and I blew by him one time thinking, like, yes, at least I got one on him. And then I run right into a wall, Robert Williams, who's just an absolute monster um, protecting the paint and and really forcing you to kick the ball back out. Man, uh, this, this team does a lot to frustrate people on the defensive side, and this really comes down to guys like Marcus Smart and Robert Williams, who I think they both should be on an all-defensive team um, from a very unbiased uh, viewpoint, and I think they both have an argument and a case for it, and it could actually happen. Now, now the guy I'd like to also slip on there would be Jason Tatum as the third guy, but I think that would be asking too much to have three guys on all-defensive teams. Yeah, but I do think the case is there to be made. Um, I definitely think Smart gets on. I don't know if Rob gets on, you know, only because of name value. Like, I mean, Gobert deserves it, and Embiid is going to get on there probably. So, you know, I wonder if Rob gets on there in the front court. I hope he does. Definitely deserves at least some consideration. And, you know, I think Tatum has no doubt earned all defense. I mean, I think he should be a second-team all defense Um I mean, I, 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 you could make an argument for first, but I think it's more likely that he gets onto second. I mean, he's just been phenomenal on defense, man. And uh, I don't think there's much more to say about that. Patrick, anything else to say about Atlanta before we maybe move forward to Thursday? Um, Not much. I don't think I have much left to kind of comment on that. Yeah, so we got uh, Thursday. We have a national TV game on TNT. 
7.30 Eastern time, we face the 43-20 and 20 Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant coming off two of the best games of his career. Of course, that 52-point game. You know, we saw how the Pacers guards were able to really do what they wanted um, the other night. And we'll kind of have to see if the Celtics, you know, play more like that on defense or more like tonight when they ended up rallying in the second half and, you know, really locking down their defense. So that'll be definitely good to see. Love a national TV game. Uh, and I think it should be really interesting. Unfortunately, we probably won't have Jalen, but uh, definitely looking forward to that game. I'm kind of hoping that uh, we see a moment where John Morant tries to posterize Robert Williams. I think that would be great entertainment, man, watching Time Lord and John Morant go at it. Uh, Marcus Smart digging in and, and trying to force uh, Ja to really become more of a shooter than a than a guy who, who drives and, and penetrates and kicks and, and really creates for his team. You know, I, I've been watching a lot more of John Morant lately, man, and it, it's so easy to just compare him to Derrick Rose because they they really do feel like the same player. Like they feel like they have that explosiveness. They have that next-level athleticism over everybody somehow when they're in the very top notch of the game of the NBA level and, and where everybody has a great athleticism. It just seems like Jaw just has a different tier of it. Um, just a little bit more special, just like how Derrick Rose was. So um, I'm just really excited. He's a fun, fun player to watch. Definitely going to give the Celtics all they can handle. And I'm really excited to see how the defense uh, decides to address him. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. One of my favorite players in the NBA to watch across the board and not, uh, so it'd be interesting to see how Derek White and Smart, you know, kind of stack up against them. And, uh, you know, I assume the Celtics will kind of, you know, opt to let him shoot as opposed to, you know, get downhill, of course. Uh, so I think it's going to boil down to how, how Ja, you know, shoots from the perimeter will really have a big impact on the out, outcome of the game. Because the Grizzlies are a tough team, tough team to beat, man. So definitely looking forward to that. Glad the NBA decided to flex Celtics-Grizzlies over Heat, Nets, uh, love that we're getting a little bit of recognition there, you know, in the national spotlight. So uh, it's a big game, man. So hopefully we can beat one of the best teams out West and uh, that'll just further bolster our case as, you know, a legitimately uh, legitimate playoff threat. Yeah, man. And you was also legitimate manscape manscape is legitimate and their products are amazing make sure you guys head over to manscape.com go ahead and use hoopball 20 as your 20 percent off subscription to get in and get that 20 percent off and go ham man i'm telling you go buy some products get your beard all in shape man just get all your facial hair all your body hair you're gonna be feeling fantastic after you hit up manscape.com especially when you got the hoop ball 20 20 off yes sir they're most definitely legitimate make sure he takes patrick's advice go on there get your 20 percent off might as well save some money while you can and uh, i think that about does it from us right patrick Yes, sir. You can tell them, tell people where we, where they can find us. You can follow me on Twitter at Luca underscore Gainer. You can follow Patrick at at Ballin Opinions. Also follow the show at Patrick Ethos Celtics. Thank you, and uh, make sure <laughs> to follow us along there. You know, I feel like pa- Patrick live tweets the games a lot more um, than I do. I definitely, you know. I don't know. I just feel like it's harder for me to get my thoughts out immediately. I like to digest it a little more. Pat will keep you updated on what's happening on the game. If you can't catch it, make sure to follow along. 
And, uh, yeah, we will be coming back to you on Friday night, the day after the Grizzlies game. So, Yes, also shout-out to everybody who comes on to Spotify Green Room for the live show and listen. Um, Adriana out there, guests as well, man, people who come by and stop in the show. We really do appreciate the love and support. You know, uh, Lucas and I do work uh, really hard in trying to get this content out to you guys. So seeing that love, man, is is definitely appreciated always. Make sure you guys head over to Spotify if you haven't already, and go ahead and rate the show at five stars. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts as well. Make sure you guys head over there, give us five stars, and leave a review. It helps us out a lot, move up those boards, get people to actually listen to us and spread us uh, spread the word as well. So please head over there and make sure you guys rate and review. Yes, sir. Appreciate everybody who tunes into the show. Like I said, we'll be back here Friday to cover that big, big Grizzlies game. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Later.